This is the True Real Estate 911 podcast with Lisa True. Lisa will share up-to-date real estate information with you that you need to know. Welcome to True Real Estate 911. It's Brian Mudd with your local real estate pro, Lisa True, with all the information you need to know to stay informed ahead of the curve in local real estate and importantly, make really sound decisions every step of the way as well. And on today's show, we're going to talk about some of the things that you really need to know when buying a home because the more you know, well, you remember from Saturday morning forward, there's a lot of wisdom in making sure that you are fully informed before you've already traveled down the path. That's where a lot of pending home sales fall apart and the truth's ready to help you any step of the way, buying, selling, questions, 561-972-8326. That's 561-972-8326. And if you're not already there, go to truerealestate911.com. That's truerealestate911.com, your best resource for local real estate information. And you'll find plenty of informative videos and how-tos there as well. Lisa, as we get going on today's show, first, if you'll give us a little bit of an overview of the current land landscape in the Palm Beaches. Well, we're seeing right now the continuation of this t- group of two markets between a hot seller's market and a cool market. And it really just depends on city community and price point on where you fall into that equation. Real estate in Palm Beach County is not simple anymore. We used to say, oh, it's a buyer's market or, oh, it's a seller's market. Now, when somebody asks me that question, the answer is it depends. And then we ask questions and figure out what their situation is in their particular area that they're looking to buy or sell. It makes sense uh, that it would be more complicated here. When you think about everything from east to west, Palm Beach Island, for example, uh, to the Glades, when you think about Boca to Jupiter, and everything in between. We have every type of demographic, every type of property, all of the makings for a very complicated real estate market. And that's where a lot of people make mistakes. What you're talking about, it's an oversimplification. And you have been mentioning for quite some time that more affordable properties have been doing well and luxury properties have been suffering. Um, You know, I'd imagine that's still the case, but to your point, I suppose that it's awfully specific based on where, what property type, and as you mentioned, those specific prices. Yes, we are seeing many, many first-time home buyers frustrated until they come to us. Now, the good news is there is still hope. Even in a competitive seller's market, if you're looking to buy, if you do the right things, you are going to be able to get the results that you want if you follow the advice, if you take the right actions, if you prepare properly. And we want to make sure that buyers understand how to do that, but also what they need to know if they're actually going to decide to buy a home, especially those first-time home buyers where this is all new to them. So let's start with number one. What protection does an inspector actually provide to a buyer? Well, this is a great question. There's a lot of confusion on this. You absolutely, when you buy a home, want to do a comprehensive inspection. They're going to look from the top of the house to the bottom of the house and everything in between. From your appliances, your electrical system, your plumbing, obviously they're gonna check the roof. They're gonna look for termites. They're just gonna check everything. now. The challenge with an inspection is they can only see what is visible to the eye. So they can't see what's behind the walls. 
and they can't see something that maybe is hidden or covered. So a protection of it surely is better than not doing an inspection. I mean, they're going to go up in the attic and they're going to look at the underneath side of the roof. They're going to see if there's been visible leaks. And so that's going to give you peace of mind. However, what people think is, well, there's no, never going to be any issues. Now, an inspection is going to find most things, and yet there may be some hidden things that are not visible yet that aren't going to be able to be seen. And so it's really important to understand that when you're hiring your inspector. It makes sense. When you buy a car, it makes all of the sense to understand the history of it, to know what you're looking at purchasing. Certainly when you're making a much more substantial purchase of a home, to have that information in hand uh, is certainly a worthwhile endeavor. Let's move along to number two. What are the considerations when it comes to reserves as you're approaching the buying process? What we're seeing is many times first-time home buyers are using everything that they have and then some in order to get into their home and that's great however what happens when something unexpected happens you need to have money so that you have the ability to first of all do some improvements that maybe you want to do and also that you can handle the joys of home ownership Everybody that's owned a home knows that there's the unexpected. Your car analogy is a great one. For example, if you buy a brand new car, you get it home, something happens, you take it back, right? right. And they fix it. Mm -hmm. Now, if you buy a car that maybe is a little older, a resale, right? Sure. Even though it's all been inspected and everything looks good, you could get it home and have a a battery issue, you could have tire issue, you could have an engine issue, even though it, it was checked out by your mechanic and everything was fine. And the same thing that can happen to a home that's a resale. Now, if you buy brand new construction, you have a year protection, that's great. Honestly, new construction costs more money. And so many people that are looking to buy their first home are looking at resales. There's more choices, there's more options, and they're more affordable. Good information, and that takes us to number three, planning on those unexpected repairs. You had kind of segued into this, talking about the reserves and the things that can go wrong. The one thing that we should always prepare for in life, this is true probably everything, but certainly real estate, is to plan on the unexpected. Absolutely. It's kind of like Survivor, right? <laughs> the theme of Survivor. We know that Homes are great and they are what we should all be investing in and yet to expect nothing to break is unrealistic. When we bought our first home, we did not get great advice. We were not told to do a comprehensive inspection. We had older appliances, older AC, older everything and we ended up in the first year pretty much replacing everything that could break on a house. It did. Oh, Hot wow. water heater and so... One of the things you have to look at your inspection report is end of life. How old is something? How long will it last? And then how big of a deal it is. So if I have an old hot water heater, I'm probably not gonna be that upset about it. I'm probably gonna go ahead and replace that before it goes out, right? Sure. And because it's not all that expensive. And yet if I have an 
air conditioning system that's old or appliances that are still in working condition but are older, I'm probably going to look at ways to either mitigate my damage or have that money set aside. A good way to mitigate the damage is to get a good home warranty system. The home warranty system that you want to get, not just a service contract, you want a home warranty that has a good reputation and that Number two, does replacement value. I know you had this positive experience with that. You actually reminded me I was going to share that example. So this is a a testimony on all fronts. Uh, So the Trues, they were able to sell two underwater properties for Ashley and me, and we ended up buying our dream home, and it's an older home. And so my general philosophy is not to buy insurance or like insur- or like product for something that I can afford to replace. However, there comes a point to where there's pragmatism. So in during the home inspection process, taking a look at the age of the appliances, the likelihood that there would be failure of at least one of the major appliances over the next year to two years was significant. And so begrudgingly, you talked us into going with the home warranty. We did. And sure enough, an AC unit ended up failing within the first year or so. And the round trip savings was over $3,000 by virtue of having it. So there are ways you're right by trusting your process, as you often say, uh, to where you can help people make informed decisions. One of the things that happens often, and it's kind of like Murphy's Law of, of new, home, new home purchase, is that people will um, call us two weeks after closing and say, oh, this just broke. And there's nobody to call. <laughs> Right. Yeah. You know, the seller is no longer the owner. And unless the seller hid something Mm -hmm. and misled you. Sure. There's no recourse. You're now the homeowner. And it's just like buying a, a resale car. You're now the happy homeowner. And it's your responsibility. And so one of the things to do is. Once again, look at that inspection report. Be very clear on what that means and how old things are. And then what is your plan when they break? Because they will break. If they're old and end of life, you're going to have to replace them. Uh, Makes perfect sense. And with that, we'll move to number four. Knowing what to expect about property taxes. And I would imagine that as an adjunct to this, based upon the community, the same would be true with HOA dues. Yeah, so one of the biggest possible increases that is unexpected to a new homeowner, whether this is a first time home or just any home, is the possibility of your property taxes increasing. Mm -hmm. Just because the seller had great low property taxes does not mean that that's going to stay that way. So you say, well, how do I tell that? Well, it's an easy way to tell, at least to give you a ballpark of what's going to happen to your taxes. If you go and look at what the market value is versus the assessed value, which is what the the current seller, previous seller, has been paying taxes on. If there's a big difference, your taxes are going up because they had that save the home benefit that kept their tax base lower than what the market value was for the taxes. And as soon as that home is sold, that goes away and you no longer get the benefit of the seller's low taxes. And so it is a challenge. A lot of people are shocked by that. I get a lot of calls from people who were not our clients and 
it is one of those things where it should have been expected and it's okay it's normal honestly unless somebody has had a non-homesteaded property this is probably going to be the case you just want to budget for it so you want to say okay my taxes are going to go up because here's the double whammy of when that happens you a year later get the notification and you say okay now i owe for last year because taxes are in arrears and if you have an escrow account they increase your escrow account for this year so now you're paying basically two years of tax differential at one time and that's painful where if you've saved it up each month over time it's not something that we're happy about, and yet it's something that honestly you can get ahead of, and it's not that double whammy that you feel like, oh my gosh, I, there goes my budget. And this is certainly something you can help people understand. For that matter, we were talking about how uh, complicated, how diverse Palm Beach County real estate is. We have over 40 different taxing districts. Just understanding what uh, the, the millage rate, the taxable rate's going to be at the particular community that you're looking at is complicated. It is, and Palm Beach County has a wonderful website. It's probably one of my favorites. We sell in three counties. It is my favorite website for tax information. They have made it user-friendly. They have made it easy to figure out what your future taxes will be. They help you figure out things like portability. Mm -hmm. It is a wonderful website. Use that tool. But we are certainly here to help our clients figure this out. If they're on a tight budget, we can help them figure this out so that they can at least plan and set money aside ahead of time, not trying to do it at the same time with the current and the past. Makes perfect sense. And that's the Palm Beach County Property Appraisers website. And the uh, they have several calculators um, along the lines of what you mentioned that, that certainly can assist with some of these details. And that takes us to number five, having an exit strategy before we buy it. This probably makes more sense today than it did 20 years ago, even though you're in the same industry in the same area because of the advent of HGTV. I know in uh, talking with a lot of people, especially a lot of first-time home buyers or prospective first-time home buyers, that everybody wants their dream home because they've watched it on TV. And even if they know they can't afford it, well, they want to make this one into that. If you know your, how, what you're going to do with this property when you go to sell, when you're ready to move to the next home, because your first home is not your dream home, it will be your first home. And that's what it's supposed to do, is to get you into the game, get you building wealth. And there's really two things you can do with that home. You can either keep it as an investment, or you can sell it, and either take what most people do, is take the equity from that first home, put it into the second home. That's a great option. But keeping it as an investment is a great option as well. Depending on what you think you might want to do to exit out of the property will also influence the type of property that you purchase. It will influence the improvements that you choose to do. If you have a starter property and you're going to keep it for a rental, you may not put as high of finishes into the property as what you would if you're going to live there and then sell it. The return the wear and tear on that investment uh, is going to really diminish the return on some of those maybe higher end improvements. And so really starting with the end in mind and working backwards is a really, really great way to have a strategy instead of just going out there and buying a property. 
And you can help with the understanding of this process, right? So if people say, okay, yes, this is my first property. I'm looking maybe five years to potentially make that next move. You can help steer people towards that right consideration, right? Yes, I mean, we do a, a consultative approach. We don't just start showing you properties. We sit down, have a conversation, do a dreams, uh, kind of analysis of why you want to buy your first home, what it looks like. And then from there, we kind of bring the dream back to reality a little bit. <laughs> um, we talk a lot about what are your three or four must-haves. What are those things that if you get those, we're going to be really happy. And it's amazing how many people, what they must have really does come down to three to four things. Because we can fix almost everything else. Things like granite or quartz is very inexpensive in the big picture. So if a house has mica, but it has everything else you want, that's easy to fix. And so we help with kind of that direction. But consultation is really, really important to get that first time home buyer the right property with the right strategies. Great information and the crews again, as always, they're available to you seven days a week. Call 561-972-8326, 561-972-8326. And if you're not there already, go to truerealestate911.com where you'll find this and other great information available for you and all kinds of videos from Lisa True uh, to help you have a better understanding in any phase of homeownership or the investment considerations that might come about. 